0: Snuff Production Snuggle up with 20 minutes of the fur balls Coughed up by two of the cutest little kittens Wrestling their way across the on-demand ecosphere It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast
1: I was a a question on, on the chase, apparently Really? Yeah, I think that's the first time it's ever happened I don't think Which I've ever been the radio question- host. Has a s- small tail? I remember
2: that was a big, good bit of trivia but you revealed you had a little bit of a tail.
1: I. Uh, it wasn't about my tail. No, it was. It was. It was about <laughs> what comedian had written a book. Apparently, my auntie was uh, the one who pointed it out to me being black and chicken and chips. Yeah, she said, "Oh, you were just on the chase." Ooh. So there you go. You ever been a question for anything?
2: Um, I think I was in like the local newsletter's crossword or something.
1: Of your school or something
2: No, like the weekly times or something like that Made the
1: quiz there Which former radio host is running for Oh, there you go Mm. Yeah, so I thought that was a little That was a little life uh, goal for me Well,
2: that's good Because I think the last one was um, (laughs) Which of these gentlemen is the culprit And you were sort of in a lineup, And the person had to guess the answer of that At the cop shop
1: (laughs) Oh, come on (laughs) No No, oh no I, was I wasn't I trying to go for some sort
2: of burn <laughs> <laughs>
1: Keep working, mate. Keep going. Thank you very much
2: for joining us today. We have Chase Famous, Matt and Weekly Times' Alex Dyson joining you here for what is going to be a very, very big show, Matthew.
1: Yeah, it's going to be absolutely massive. We're giving Alanis Morissette a run for her money, talking about some fairly ironic news that has popped up recently. And we're chatting to an Auslan interpreter who uh, had their hands full interpreting... A certain situation at the Byron Bay Writers Festival that was hands uh, <laughs> and arms, as it turns out. <laughs> yeah, so uh, please stick with us. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Let's jump right in. This is just the start.
2: Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go.
0: Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast.
1: You ever done a cruise ship, Alex Dyson? Never done a cruise ship, Matt O'Kane. I would do more cruise ships, but my partner is not into cruise ships. What's the issue? Environmental? I think they're pretty bad for the environment. Uh, I wouldn't doubt that. Unless it's a sailboat, that'd be pretty good for the environment. A sail cruise? Uh, a huge sail cruise. I would I would even yeah. just take a cruise that's on sale. <laughs> <laughs> just a cheap cruise would be fine by me as well. Save the environment, save those dollars, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Righto. Um, um, why are you thinking about cruises? I don't know. I quite like the idea of, um, you know, being just where you can't go anywhere like you have to stay there that that's Mm. for me i kind of uh, it feels like an actual break because if i try if i go anywhere to another city i'm always i'm always doing things i'm running around trying to see the see the paris of
2: versailles yeah sure we'll jump on a train
1: great neck minute, an hour and a half out of town or (laughs) something. exactly. Unbelievable. Whereas a cruise, it's like you literally just have to be on this boat and every now and then it'll stop and you can walk around. So I I like them, but my partner definitely doesn't like them. And look, there are issues, all right. yes, A little bit bit COVID-y. I mean, you know what else loves a cruise? Gastro loves a cruise. (laughs) I mean, forget COVID.
2: you're, You're lazing on the banana lounge, you look across and they're just sunning themselves with the old... Suntan lotion is a bit of gastro <laughs> Just living it up on that cruise Oh,
1: I well, Last cruise I went on actually They, they were, um, I was talking to some of the staff And they were like, oh yeah, there was an incident There was like a family brawl um, Between like two brothers and then two of the brothers They both had to be under House arrest in their rooms for, So I mean, there's always <laughs> Events like, they, like when you just get people From all over the world and put them on a floating Box, there's always going yeah, to but- be Action and drama <laughs> Yeah, but those were family members. <laughs> That's at Christmas. Anytime at Christmas, <laughs> the same thing could happen. Exactly. So, anyways, I don't mind a bit of a cruise, and I've done performing on cruise, but look, i tell you what, my attention was drawn to the world of cruising over the weekend. Did you hear what happened to Hans the German? No? Is that the, like you know, somewhat famous Australian
2: um, performer, Hans the German.
1: Yes, Australian cabaret star. You might have uh, known that he sort of shot to stardom internationally on America's Got Talent back in 2018. And uh, as the abc.net.au reports, Paul Hans, also known as Matt Gilbertson, fell four metres while performing on a cruise ship off the coast of Turkey on Friday night, right? Into the water? Into an orchestra pit. No. Yeah. So injured his spine. Like from the stage to the orchestra pit was four meters. Yeah. So because oh these my things goodness. are huge, like they're they're, they're built yeah, for yeah, proper yeah. production. Like if you've seen any shows on these cruise ships, they're they're big big numbers. Yeah. So he's fallen into the orchestra pit. Poor Hans. Like quite seriously, he he got pretty badly yeah. hurt. He had um, some slight spinal damage, um, but he said it's manageable. But also shattered his foot. Nasty. Had to be airlifted to London for treatment, but here's the thing. And Hans, you know, um, I like. I completely understand this is a terrible situation, but what well, I had to then find. Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, I'm not laughing. Then
2: Why are you laughing? I'm Matt? not
1: laughing at any of his situation. But one line read. A little bit soon to be laughing, isn't it, Matthew? <laughs> Well, Hans has a shattered foot, okay? Now, his agency issued a statement saying that due to the shattered foot, Hans has regretfully had to withdraw from his headline act at the Broken Heel Festival in Broken Hill next month.
2: <laughs> broken Heel. <laughs> so
1: he's supposed to be in the Broken Heel Festival, and he's no, broken no. his the heel. The Broken
2: Hill Festival. <laughs> the festival in Broken Hill is called Broken His Heel.
1: No, the Broken Hill Festival is called the Broken Heel Festival. Oh! It's actually called the Broken Heel Festival. That's like, it's like a play on the words. And now Hans heel. has to cancel it because of his broken heel. So I had to think that's a little bit of an Alanis moment. Don't you think? It's, that is like 10,000
2: spoons when all you need is a knife, isn't it?
1: <laughs> right? So it just made me think like when, because I mean, a lot of people were saying about Alanis' song, a lot of things that she mm. says are, you know, aren't ironic. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that this situation is definitely quite ironic. So I asked you on our Instagram at alex, what is the most ironic thing to you happen to you recently? Andrew said, finding a very much alive spider in the cupboard where the spider killing spray is. <laughs> oh, that's tough. It's probably on the can, isn't it? Yeah. Well, just like going, go on. <laughs> I dare you. Um, Shane Lee says, I'm due to go into labor on labor day. It's not bad Um, Phoebe, I'm a nurse who hates taking
2: tablets I bet you tut tut everyone who does show any apprehension as well Phoebe Uh, But Christina's
1: with us as well, g'day Christina Hey guys Now something ironic happened to you a bit recently
3: Yeah, yeah So I was um, training for the Melbourne Half Marathon coming up in October, Um, this is like the first time I've ever like done this sort of distance and my shins just decided to get a bit splinty one day. And they were just (laughs) very sore. Um, and yeah, I thought, you know, this, like, I can't keep doing this. So I should probably Mm. take some time off. Um, and yeah, I was recommended to like go to the gym in the meantime and do some strength training.
2: Okay. Strengthen those shins up. Yeah, exactly.
3: Um, and I was pretty reluctant at first, but then I like, I sort of started enjoying it and then I went a little bit too hard, and now I have a, a back injury. So I've gotten an injury from trying to fix an injury.
2: <laughs> Got the old double whammy.
1: I hope it's okay. Is are you, is there any like sort of path to uh, to good health with this injury?
3: Uh, I think it's just. Just taking it easy, which is easier said than done sometimes.
2: You're kind of like the old lady who swallowed a fly and then swallowed a <laughs> spider to to fix your shins. She hurt her back to fix her back. She bumped her head.
1: I know, I know. <laughs> well, Christina, we hope you, uh, is there any chance you'll still be able to run the marathon? Oh,
3: I don't know. I think I might leave it for next year. <laughs>
1: sure. I'm the same. I've been avoiding marathons uh, for the same reason. <laughs>
2: Christina, don't want to hurt my
1: shins. (laughs) Matt
2: would have. He He said, like, I believe him, he he would do that. Um, (laughs) Christina, thank you very much for joining us. We'll catch you later.
3: Thanks, guys. See ya.
2: Oops. Matt, I want you to cast your mind back. I mean, you're in a happy relationship now. Wonderful child. But I want you to go right back to when Matt O'Kine was a single man. And you had to take that plunge, and say, "Oi,
1: do you want to come?
2: Feel like coming back to mine for a cup of tea or something like that?"
1: Oh, uh, I know it. Do you ever throw uh, that lure out there? I also just remember what my house looked like at the time. <coughs> do you know what I mean? Like I wasn't, I wasn't a grown up at that stage. I mean, I was 29 yep. years old, but I wasn't a, I was not a man back then. <laughs> I was a little what, baby boy. What with,
2: would this
1: prospective uh, sweetheart lay
2: eyes upon if she was to walk back into the uh, the old s- the
1: spider's nest. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just keep thinking back to my little TV unit with so many cords. There was <laughs> so many, like a dusty Nintendo Wii and like yeah. cake-grossed um, controllers and an Xbox and nothing matched. Absolutely nothing. I think we still had a futon mm. that had um, a vomit stain on it from someone who Ooh. got, like, loose at a party. I mean, it was just revolting. Not the best spot. Well, also, remember my computer in my in my cupboard? Yeah. <laughs> I just had my little computer in my cupboard. Well, It's a home office. It's a walk-in <laughs> office. <laughs> that was one of the things that Belinda and I talked about when, you know, we first started seeing each other. She's like, why is there a computer with a Wynn Like... That's have you updated your computer in 12 years? Truth is, I, I you hadn't. never connected it to the internet. No, I didn't. the healthiest computer yeah. on the planet.
2: <laughs> there you go. Um, well, yeah, I couldn't help but think of you when I, I heard about this story from a sister's friend who, after a couple of dates, was taking that first step mm. want to come back to mine. And it's great. And so I guess after a couple of dates, you, you've sort of got time to prep almost if you're thinking, well, maybe I'll ask them. But it's not like a, a random, you just went out for dinner, things escalated, you meet someone and go, oh, I haven't cleaned up at home beforehand. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, you had time. So I thought it was very funny that after the trip back, they go in and it's it's pretty untidy, you know, as as can happen. That's fine. But then walk into the bedroom, I think red flag one to number one. Duna cover, no Duna inside the Duna cover. Ooh, for, yeah, for the blanket. Okay. okay. Okay, we're just we're just hollow. hollow I mean, air.
1: there's that's a terrible whether you're alone or with someone else, when you walk <laughs> back and uh you're looking at a nude bed, that is not good times, yeah. is it? Uh red flag number two, beneath
2: said uh empty Duna cover, no top sheet. Just bare mattress. Okay, sure. You see the diamonds of the mattress. <laughs> But both of those pale in comparison to the third red flag (laughs) where the pillows, instead of pillowcases, had collared flannelette shirts
1: buttoned up around them. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Bron, get get, Bron, are you you still? Yeah. What what do you do in this situation? Do you do you follow through or do you just make an excuse and
3: I'm Bail. disgusted. <laughs> what? I, I wouldn't even sleep on my own mattress without a sheet on it, <laughs> let alone this random.
2: But, Bron, the pillowcase, the pillows, was, it's semi-formal dress code. Like, that's quite dressed up for a, for a visitor. <laughs> that is
3: dressed up. <laughs> To be honest, if everything else was normal and it was just the shirts on the pillows, that could be like a fun, quirky thing. Right? Yeah, that's but true. But with everything else going on, I think it's a bit much. It would
2: be too much. All right, well, that's your opinion, Bron. But we did ask you, what's the weirdest um going back to someone's place experience you've had with a hookup. Bella said there was Elvis paraphernalia everywhere, including a life-size cardboard cutout. That's the that's the difficulty of being single in parks.
1: Oh, New South yeah. Wales, not the. <laughs> no, I get it now. The, the home of Elvis love, isn't it? Uh, Diz mm. said I ended up back at her apartment, walked into the lounge to find out her roommate was my ex. Ooh. Terrible stuff. Oh, that's oh, Orkies. Day breakfast. Alex Dyson, I was at the Byron Bay Writers Festival on the weekend, as uh, as you know. Byron has board writers and board writers.
2: <laughs>
1: board. I don't get it. <laughs> board writers. Oh, board, and writers, board, and board writers and board <laughs> writers. Okay, yeah, no, I do, I do get it. Uh, uh, quite proud of that. What I wasn't expecting. <laughs> you good? Do we need to take a break or something? Have you got? Are you gonna? Oh man. You're gonna no, take a no, nap we're, after we're that fine. one, aren't you? <laughs> we're fine. I'm punching out though. That's good. <laughs> hey. Um, so, anyways, I've, I've had the pleasure of doing some really, really great panels and speaking sessions. And one of the one of the joys about uh, doing performance work is when there are instances of really important inclusivity uh, when it comes mm. to the performances. So. One of the things that performers um, and uh, shows, festivals, et cetera, do is include um, interpreters yeah, for the hearing-impaired people in the audience. So- Absolutely.
2: That'd be so important, particularly for a writers' festival because you know, I'm sure that one of the big parts of people – with hearing impairments is reading, you know. You would read so much stuff, but then to meet, like, someone, an author like yourself, Matt, who would then, you know, to talk at a live panel, it would be great to have someone there so you're able to um, understand in real time.
1: And, and it's funny because when, you, when, you, when you're when when you you talking, it's a really unique sort of perspective to be on stage talking to a crowd, but the crowd is actually looking at the person to the side of the stage. Mm-hmm. So we had a funny instance um, on one of the panels, Daiso, though, because, you know, writers – Right, it's very serious people, a lot of them. And, you know, they're they really, really focused on creating rich, powerful text, you know, and communicating as mm. clearly and, and, and profoundly as possible to their audiences. Well, the pen is mightier than the sword. And so we were doing a panel, you know, on the weekend about when private lives go public, you know, exposing the <laughs> things about yourself that you never would have exposed <laughs> before. <laughs> And our. You've been never wanted to talk about private things. <laughs> and our uh, Auslan interpreter happens to be a friend of a friend of the show. And so I thought we could get the interpreter on to discuss a few of the little situations that arose when <laughs> she had to interpret some of my particular Uh-oh. work. <laughs> All right. I could sense a little bit of trouble coming
2: here, but yeah, it's a pleasure to welcome to All Day Breakfast, Belinda Roberts, Auslan interpreter. G'day, Belinda.
0: G'day. How are you going?
2: Good. Thanks, Belinda. Really well. How was the uh, Byron Writers Festival on the
1: weekend for you? How many panels did you end up interpreting?
0: Uh, we do about four each day, but uh, sometimes up to six. So yeah, we did quite a few.
1: And you swap. You actually swap between, um, you know, mid-session, mid you and, and other, pan, uh, other signers will swap. Is that right?
0: Yeah, so we try to work oh, 15 to 20 minutes, um, it, I guess. And sometimes it just depends on speakers. Sometimes we'll stay to a particular speaker. But, yeah, we share with two interpreters for each session.
2: Yeah, because, you know, watching, you know, at the amount of press conferences that Australia watched the last couple of years, it was interesting to see that the, the, um, the you know, switching out of interpreters, obviously, because it would be such an intellectually exhausting thing to do. Like you're you're spinning plates in the air, trying to go as quickly as possible. Can you tell us how draining doing that is?
0: Um, very. <laughs> <So> it's, <laughs> um, it's yeah. They, they call it the cognitive load. It's it's just your brain's kind of processing two different languages um, mm. and trying to find equivalence in meaning in both. And and not just that. I guess with sign language interpreters, they're actually moving between different modes of language. So so generally, interpreters will work between spoken languages, so that the mode is still the same. We're kind of going from speaking and listening to, to signing, which is a, another mode of language. So, yeah, it can get pretty
1: complicated.
2: And I would assume particularly when you've got someone uh, who is as creative with language as our good Matt O'Kine.
1: Indeed. <laughs> well, yeah, explain to us, Belinda, because after the show, people came up to me and said, oh, my God, you should have seen what your interpreter had to do when you were telling that story about so-and-so. So what, is, paint, paint us a picture from your lens.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. So I guess for sign language, obviously, it's a visual language. So whatever the uh, – um, in spoken language, often we can get away with a lot more because you're, you're hearing it and it's kind of, you know, slightly less obvious – well, it is it is less obvious and, and potentially less offensive to hear something. But it's very um, overt. It's very obvious when you, you're moving that into a visual language. So that old buddy, old power was having a um, discussion <laughs> – uh, with part of his book where he was uh, talking about j-
1: jerking. Jelking. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: yeah. You've got to explain what it is because before you told me, I had no idea okay. what jelking was.
1: So, jelking is when it's this practice, this ancient art form <laughs> of basically stretching your penis to literally make the blood vessels larger and able to be filled up with more blood and therefore making oh your God. actual penis longer i mean it's it's swear me warning it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> and it's what like j e l q yeah q i n g
2: Oh my goodness! <laughs> but with no pre-warning, you're hearing the word "joking" on the fly, then Belinda. So, yes. what in the moment do you have to do to communicate what Matt O'Kine is trying to say to an audience that can't hear him?
0: So that's that's the first challenge. Like if if you don't even know what joking is, um, it's really hard to move it across. So as Matt was explaining what it was, I, I was just signing that. So, the, the I guess the the giggle about it is it's visually funny. So. Um, there is a sign for penis, uh, but it you, which only works if you're just talking about it quickly. But as soon as you start describing anything, you have to actually kind of, um, put that out, what what we call putting it out in space, so that I made my <laughs> arm become the penis, and then I you do to the arm. Very generous Matt of you, Belinda. Saying. I have to tell you, you could have made your <laughs>
1: finger the penis, but the, the arm was very
0: good. <laughs> I like, you know, i was supporting the team. What can I say? But um, yes. So, so it's very visual, and it usually does get mm. um get some giggles, uh, and it's usually delayed because you, you're saying it. I have to hear it and then move it across. So I'm usually just like a, a phrase or a couple of phrases behind mm-hmm. whatever the speaker is saying. So usually there's a, the hearing people will laugh at Matt and then and and then there's a second laugh when the interpreter gets to it.
1: <laughs> well, you did a very great job, uh, and then and then of course you swap with your other f- f- um, other signer. Yep. Um, and while everyone else is talking, and then just by chance, when it was your turn to start signing again. I it was, was talking again. again.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. And yep. lo and behold, I covered some similar things.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't mean uh, to. So they ask someone else on the panel, the other person, the other side of gets the easy job, and then you're back with old
1: jelking of a <laughs> kind. <laughs> talking about <laughs> dots. it's <So, That's> okay. <laughs> it
0: it, it kind of creates consistency. It's all right. It worked.
1: <laughs> I guess...
2: There's there's a lot of sensitivities around it as well because yourself being uh, you know the the nature of interpreting is you need to be able to you know hear the person speaking and then interpret it so um, it is quite interesting talking to another person who's in a similar position, they find it um, insensitive to teach sign language as someone who is, or Auslan, as someone who is basically inherited and doesn't have the lived experience of being deaf. Are there any um, instances ar- around that that you need to be aware of?
0: Yeah. Um, well, th- well, this is a great example. So a- as a, a hearing interpreter, it's there are sensitivities around um Talking to the the interpreter, the experience of interpreting really only, um, and encouraging everybody to get their language and to get their training from deaf people. So, the language is the language and culture belongs to uh, the deaf community, and we've just been incredibly um, fortunate and privileged to be, you know, welcomed into that community, and they've shared their language with us. So it is it is a position of privilege and. Um, it is a job to be revered, um and th- of course, it's all the same sensitivities and I think Matt was talking himself at, at the um at the session about just being incredibly aware that we share our own stories and not sharing stories of others in in that kind of perspective so yeah, that's what we're trying to do, raise awareness of interpreting uh with uh, whilst you know having deep respect and reverence for the for deaf community and um the, the language that they've very graciously shared with us. So, yes, yeah, so get your language from the deaf people. There's plenty out there, um, lots of uh, mm-hmm. deaf-led organisations uh, to to learn uh, and the, the community is wonderful and, and beautiful and, and and warm.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Belinda. And look, we must shout out to your partner, Trent, as well. He was the one who dobbed you in actually and said, hey, my partner Belinda's just, just said that she had to sign you jolking <laughs> um, so, so uh, shout out to Trent and thank you again Belinda we really appreciate it
0: no worries at all thanks guys
2: yeah. well look that brings us to the end of all day breakfast
1: for today thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time we always love to hear your stories so keep in touch with the show on Instagram at alex. bye bye
0: That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.